Hey, you're listening to the C3 Network Podcast with Dan Holland. Our mission is to create a network of micro churches that are finding, teaching, and equipping people to be on mission. Our hope is that this encourages you. Be sure to leave us a review so you can help us share our message with more people who need to hear it. And now, Dan Holland. Welcome back. We've been learning from Jesus' parables. The two parables we'll look at today are intended to be heard as calls to respond to Jesus and his mission. Reading and understanding the parables has been like having Jesus as a personal coach, right? Jesus told stories to help us live better lives. If this is true, then the moment we grasp the meaning buried in these parables of Jesus is the moment that we stop existing and we start really living. There's just three verses here. Chapter 13, Matthew, verse 44. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure that's hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had, and he bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like the merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away, and he sold everything he had, and he bought it. So here's the key. Many of life's treasures remain hidden from us simply because we never search for them. Often, we just don't ask the proper questions that lead us to the answer to all of our challenges. And so we get caught up in fear, regret, or shame, and to the point that hope just seems foolish. But proof of hope, however, is not only possible, it's often an overlooked law in the, in the universe. I want you to do this with me. Take a deep breath. Seriously, take a deep breath. What's that tell you? What's the fundamental thing we know about people who can breathe? We know you're alive, congratulations, you're alive. This is proof that there's hope regardless of a person's age or physical condition, financial situation, color, gender, emotional state, or even belief. If you are breathing, there is hope. Now here's a thought. Everything that's ever been discovered was already in the earth at creation. It is in the earth in the time it was discovered or uncovered. Until the moment it was discovered, it was covered, hidden from sight. It was there. You just didn't see it. You just didn't realize it. So what things are revealed to us in these twin parables of the treasure in the field and the pearl of great value? First, the kingdom of heaven is more valuable than any pursuit, possession, or person on earth. These parables are supposed to be heard as calls to respond to Jesus and his mission. Now, let me say that again. These parables are to be heard as calls to respond to Jesus and his mission. But if you want the treasure, you're going to need to first purchase the field. If you want the pearl, you have to pay the price. And that's hard for some people because letting go of something that they've worked so hard for can seem impossible. Some people never look beyond the current situation. They really have no dream for life, much less an idea that any purpose is served by their life, but the kingdom of heaven. So what is the kingdom of heaven? It's the rule of God in your life. You see, the expression kingdom of heaven is interchangeable with the phrase kingdom of God. Every kingdom has a location and a king. Wherever God rules, well, that's his kingdom. Whomever he rules, that's part of his kingdom. It has to do with the reign or the rule of God. God's kingdom 
is his rule. So God's kingdom is both an eschatological or other event later to come and present event. It's both now and later. But here, the kingdom of heaven is on the move. And that's one reason why I think Jesus taught us in Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of heaven. In context, that scripture teaches that disciples weren't just supposed to seek, or at least as a matter of first priority, things that they would like to have, or even the things that they're sure to need at some point. But rather, he said, seek first God's kingdom and righteousness. Again, in context, when priorities regarding seeking God's rule in our life are in place, then God will provide fundamental human needs. What he means by the kingdom of heaven is the rule of God in the hearts of his people. But here's the second thing we learn. It's hidden. Although treasure and pearl were of such great value, they were hidden from the very people who would appreciate their value. In fact, the man who owned the field didn't know what he had. The merchant who owned the pearl was more than willing to sell for the right price. But why are the treasure and the pearl hidden? Let me look at Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 8. Solomon said, My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to wisdom, Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless, for he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Why is it hidden? Because he wants us to seek for it, and he promises we will find it. You know, my father once told me that I would care for my, my cars more if I had to pay for them. I wish he didn't believe that. But the truth is we value things according to the price we pay for them or the price we will pay or, or the price we have paid. But when I was first thinking about buying my first car, I placed a value on having a job, giving up something else so that I could have the car. I think in the same way, spiritual growth doesn't happen until I recognize the value of God's rule. And that's why Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. But the third thing we learn is this, and it's big. Sacrifice is required if you wish to have the treasure in the field or the pearl of great price. I made a note in my Bible, in fact, that's at in Matthew chapter 13 that said, to gain more than you have ever had, you must be willing to give all that you have. Give your all and you will have more. You see, they went and sold all, but what's the meaning of selling all in our life? We tend to spend thought and effort, money on what we truly love, not what we ought to love and are trying to persuade ourselves to love. I would just say, Take a look at your calendar and checkbook to check your priorities. Time and money are just the easiest resources to track. Look, the price is steep. Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, he would need to deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. That's not really a great church growth strategy slogan. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, Jesus also said, store up for yourselves treasures 
in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. Luke 12, 33, sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. Or 1 Timothy 6, 19, in this way, they will lay up for themselves treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. But, and here's the thing, it isn't viewed as sacrifice by anybody who understands its value. In fact, the response is joy. The emphasis in these parables is on the joy of discovering something of such incredible value. In joy, they liquidate all of their holdings. Why? Because they want the treasure. They want the pearl. The kingdom is God's gift. The discovery of the kingdom creates unbelievable joy. See, those who understand the value of what they have live certain kind of lives. You know this is true. What do their lives look like? The Bible says, in his joy, the man went. Each separate stage that joy led him, he went, he sold, he bought. They're all in the present tense in the Greek. That just means that he went and he continued going until he was able to sell and buy the field or the pearl. For the self-denial that is necessary to live at the radical center, to live in the rule of God, consider the rich young ruler that came to Jesus. In Matthew chapter 19, Jesus answered the rich young ruler. And you remember that he came and he said, How, what must I do to obtain eternal life? And Jesus said, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. And then come follow me. Well, when the young man heard that, the Bible says he went away sad. Why? Because he didn't want to give up anything to follow Jesus. Now, I compare the young man's grief with the joy that he could have felt if only he had just obeyed Jesus. But sometimes for money or pursuits or business or family or relationships or influence or power, position, you name it, we'll choose to walk away without the treasure. Think about that. For stuff, some people choose to live without the treasure. Fourth, some people find the kingdom of God accidentally while some people are searching for it. Now, regardless whether you find it accidentally or intentionally, the value isn't in the search. One man stumbles on the treasure accidentally, but he knew its value was more than all of his possessions put together. The second guy is searching for the pearl and immediately because he was joyful, he went and sold all of his pearls because they were all of lesser value. Now think of this, each one of the pearls he had was valuable, but the pearl he was looking for, he did so on purpose. It reminds me of Solomon who was searching desperately. I think like Solomon, we, we seek joy and meaning, purpose in life. And I think a lot of people are looking in art and science and literature, maybe achievement, which turn into just mirages on the desert floor of life. Pleasure, position, wealth, wisdom, love of our husband or our wife or child, nothing fulfills like the treasure. That's what Jesus is saying here. When this man found the treasure, he seemed to have this calm resolve and he went and he sold everything he had. Now, living at the radical center of God's calling means learning what it means to love God with all our heart. 
God places eternal life in our souls. At some point, we realize that this life isn't all there is. And we realize what it's worth and that it's worth living well. So while these parables emphasize the value of the kingdom of heaven, they also emphasize the impact of joy that it's immediate. There is a lasting joy. And I don't want to run away from this too quickly. We are literally one thought away from joy. I heard a story once about a about two wealthy Christians, a lawyer and a merchant who traveled with a group that was going around the world. And as they were visiting in Korea, they saw out beside the road uh, in, in a field, there was a boy that was pulling this crude plow and an old man holding the plow handles and guiding it. And the lawyer was amused and he took a snapshot of the scene like, like we do when we're in third world country. And he turned to the missionary who served as their interpreter and his guide, and he said, that's such a odd picture, very curious. I suppose they're extremely poor. And the guide replied, yes, that's the family of Chinu. When the place of worship was being built, they were eager to give something to it, but they didn't have any money, so they sold their only ox and they gave the money to the church. This spring, they're pulling the plow themselves. Well, the men were silent for several moments, and then the businessman replied, wow, that must have really been a, a big sacrifice. And the guide said, they don't call it that. They thought it was fortunate that they had an ox to sell. Isn't it true that every day is a battle for perspective? Just seeing what God is doing? The man searching for the one pearl aimed high. Wouldn't you agree? He wasn't satisfied with moderately priced and therefore valuable pearls. So let me ask you, are you aiming high? Why not? This man comes to find that he needs only one pearl and that only one pearl will satisfy his search. I think the same holds true for our sacrifice for Christ. You know, I think ours is a high calling. We've been called to create a network of micro churches that are finding, teaching, and equipping people to be on mission. I like what Paul said in Philippians 3, 7, but whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing value or worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. Did Paul make sacrifices to follow Christ? Of course he did. But he did it with such joy. Why? Because he knew what he was gaining. I think like Paul, we count all things for loss for the surpassing value of knowing Jesus Christ. We have to renounce sin and self and the idolizing and trusting of everything but God. We are living on mission. Amen? And there's only but, I think, just one more question that has to be answered. And it's the question of the search. It seems to be teaching, these parables, it seems to be teaching us that we should start with this belief that we're going to find it and hold on to the belief until the end. And isn't it true what the scripture says, whoever seeks me will find me. I have learned, and I think you'll agree, that discovering the kingdom of heaven brings immediate joy. 
I had a letter from a pastor friend of mine in Russia. He was telling me that he was studying with a guy for weeks and this guy had been interpreting for him on some other studies. And he was preaching just the pure, simple gospel. One Sunday morning, he had, he had just explained the death of Christ. And of course the interpreter was interpreting the necessity of somebody coming to faith and the knowledge of Jesus. And he said, you need to make a decision right now is what he was telling him to obey the gospel. Well, Yuri, his interpreter, stood up in the middle of the crowd of about 60 people and said, okay, let's go. And he, he was ready. And the, my friend said, I asked him, who do you say Jesus is? And he said, Jesus is Lord, let's go. I'm ready to be baptized. I wanna be a Christian. And when he shared that story with me, he said, you know, it's never happened to me before, right in the middle of a sermon, so what do you do? He said, I said, I don't know, what do you do? He said, you just, you just say, okay, folks, let's go. And we took him out to a pool and we baptized him. Here's the point. Whenever you find the kingdom of heaven, it brings great joy and you act on it immediately. There are really two things that stand out in this parable to me. Number one, what do you need to give up? And number two, what do you stand to gain? You stand to gain eternal life, which begins the absolute moment that you believe, and you gain God's presence in your life. Once you understand the value of the kingdom of God, nobody has to tell you it's worth, that it's worth the price. Now, for those today who are just discovering Jesus, why not declare today that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God? Why not exercise your faith in God's grace and goodness by accepting Jesus Christ as not only the Savior of the world, but as your savior. I love Galatians 3.26 where Paul declares, don't you know that you're all sons of God through your faith in Christ Jesus? For all of you who are baptized into Christ were also clothed with Christ. You see, why not just repent of my sins? Why not just submit to water baptism into Christ? Now, why do I say that? It's because Jesus commanded it. Matthew 28 verse 18 Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I will be with you always, even to the very end of the age. And then for those who are in Christ, don't live life waiting, holding on to the attitude. If only I could accidentally find a pot of gold. Maybe if, if I just win the lottery. Guys, we have the treasure. That's Christ. We know him. We have eternal life. And we get to tell others about him. Now, it's true that some people will just find the treasure accidentally. Some are going to find the kingdom of God, the rule of God, accidentally. You know, in the story, the field belonged to a stranger. We don't know if the man who found the treasure was rich or poor, educated or uneducated, but what the man does is what matters. He could have quietly stolen the treasure and, and slipped away, but instead he covers it up and he set out to buy that field. And to buy the field, he could have drawn money from his account at the bank or borrowed money from the bank or sold a part of his possessions, but he sells everything he has. You know what I call that? Deliberate risk. And that's where I want to leave us today. Everything he owned was deliberately risked on this one thing. He deliberately gave up everything else in order to gain the kingdom of heaven. And while some people find the kingdom of, of God accidentally, it's also true that some people 
will find the treasure on purpose. They've been searching. This guy in the story was most likely a wholesale dealer. He understood the value of the kingdom of heaven when he saw it. What the man does is what matters. He went away and sold everything he had in order to buy the pearl. They both sold everything they had with joy. And they gained the greatest treasure of all. They gained the rule of God in their lives and they gained eternal life. Let's do the same. Jesus is Lord of all, or he is not Lord at all. Let's make Jesus Lord over all. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you will help us in our lives to submit to, submit to you in everything and in every way. You have been so good to us. We thank you for the stories Jesus told. We thank you for the life he lived. And we thank you, Father, for the eternal life that you promise your children. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this podcast, we post a new episode each week. So be sure to subscribe and leave us a review so you can help share our message. We'll see you next time.